Well, coming up on this episode of Perfect Game Retirement, this episode might seem a little bit counterintuitive. We're going to question some of the, the real impact of those common financial habits that uh, maybe you consider beneficial, but are they actually working in your favor? We're going to talk about the pros and cons of practices like ignoring account statements and strict budgeting. So this could be a practical discussion, and I think we're going to cover some unexpected effects of everyday money decisions. We'll talk about that next. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the wind-up and the delivery. Well, glad to have you inside Perfect Game Retirement. I am Ben George with Ryan Ledman, President and Financial Coach at Black Oak Asset Management. Ryan, Happy New Year to you. How are you? Yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, now that, uh, again, Christmas is over, football is over, so I'm ready for warm weather and baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to move back. Like, February is the kind of a crappy month of, of weather on one end, and then August is the crappy month um, because you're <laughs> February, you're post-football, um, and it's freezing cold, and then August, it's burning up, and it's pre-football. So our, mm-hmm. our lives in the South revolve around football, I guess. So February is not my favorite uh, favorite month, but – it'll it'll be warm soon yeah we'll have the pitchers and catchers reporting pretty soon and uh, braves look to be in line for another strong year so we'll see got to keep up with the dodgers though at this point (laughs) good lord that's just almost not fair but i know i know money talks (laughs) yep absolutely well we got a good show coming up for you today if you have not uh logged on and checked out ryan's website and want to learn more about black oak asset management check it out blackoakam.com and then jot down this phone number if you want to follow up and, and talk about your money habits or just, you know, you're just a new year and you want to begin planning and just making sure you're on the right path to retirement. You can always call 470-508-0508. So we're talking about good money habits and whether they're actually holding you back. It's an interesting kind of thought here, Ryan. It kind of goes against, you know, what you would think. These, these are good money habits. These are supposed to be benefiting us, right? But maybe not necessarily the case. Yeah, it's kind of, you see the headline, like, good money habits holding you back. Like, what in the world are they talking about? So this is not trying to be clickbait or anything like that. Or, you know, we we do like to kind of grab your attention. But, yeah, sometimes, and we'll discuss uh, several different topics today, but sometimes they can hold you back. Yeah. Well, let's start off with this one. You know, ignoring account statements. It's a, we always talk about, you don't want to be just paying attention to your account balances every day, you know, just, just obsessing over where you stand and and worrying and, and just getting too high and low about what's happening every day. But why is that maybe a bad thing if you're ignoring your account statements? Gosh, like there's there's a ton of different reasons. I'll, I'll try to keep this somewhat short and sweet. But yeah, there there is a fine line there. There's, you know, checking it every single day. If you check it every single day and, and just to see, hey, what did I do today? Boom, you look at the balance and then move on. Okay, the, I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, just being aware. But if it's causing anxiety, if we're worried, because uh, usually the the down days um, uh, pain is is a whole lot worse than the good days of the joy of when it does go up. So it's okay to be like cognizant of, of where things are at. But yeah, if it's if, if it's adding to sh- your stress levels of of your life, then please don't don't do that. So maybe check it once a month. Um, now you know most of it is online. Most of it's paperless. Most people don't get paper statements anymore. Some people do, and if you do, sometimes it's only quarterly. 
Uh, so, you know, it was quarterly. It, it, I don't know. Maybe that's enough for some people. Uh, it just depends on what stage of life they're in and if they're in an accumulation phase versus decumulation phase, but completely ignoring it. I tell people, this is still your money. I, I, we're the advisor. We're the fiduciary on here's accounts, but this is still your money. So you want to know and be aware of what your money is in and hopefully as an advisor we're communicating that but if you have questions on that you need to ask those questions okay why was this done why were we trading here why did we sell out of this and and that's what an advisor does they usually have discretion uh, over those accounts to be able to trade rebalance you know whatever that may be so being aware of what's going on because like i said it is still it's our, the client's money it's their money not ours uh, so obviously we're we're doing the best of our ability to to monitor it and, and hopefully long-term grow that money, but just completely not knowing and, and not having a login or just, you know, maybe getting a statement and throwing in some notebook and never looking at it again. You know, I just, I think you need to be more aware than that, but certainly checking it every single day and worrying about this stuff. It's, um, to be honest, to be perfectly candid, I don't look at my own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know how it's allocated. I know how it's done. I know how it's invested. I know it being in my mid forties, I'm not going to need this money for probably 30 years. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit less, but probably a long, long time. I don't, I don't worry about this stuff. Now that's, this is what I do all day long. So I'm looking at, you know, I, I don't want to say that my, my accounts aren't where they should be, but you know, it's kind of the story of the landscaper with a bad yard you know they're taking care of everybody else's yard and i'm not saying mine is bad but i definitely put more emphasis in other people's accounts than my own yeah that's a good way the good perspective on it so account statements one thing that you think maybe ignoring them is a great thing but not always so here's like this next one right because i would think a strict budget's a good thing you want to stick to it i mean it's so hard for us to budget but why might just being too on top of it and, and being too disciplined be a bad thing? For kind of the same point as the first one. There's sometimes a fine line between being being strict and knowing where every dollar is going and then it being obsessive uh, about it. So there there is a balance there, especially if you're married. Uh, there's There needs to be a balance there and, and – you know, usually one is more detailed than the other, not always, but that's kind of very stereotypical, but usually one kind of is the spreadsheet person and knows where everything is going. And the other one is, is kind of the free spirit. Um, and, and, you know, Dave Ramsey and his financial peace university class says one's the nerd, one's the free spirit that's in general, but there's a lot of truth to that. I've done a lot of FPU courses and I see it. I see it all the time. If you got two too heavy nerds, then, oh man, you, you're going to be like scraping pennies and not doing anything. Um, so keeping a strict budget is, is good, uh, but you don't want it to be over categorized. Uh, I've worked with people that have, you know, 25 different categories where money goes into or different buckets inside their monthly budget. Well, that's paralyzing for a lot of people. People are like, what? Like that many categories? I've seen, I've even taught a class uh, with Financial Peace University. He had 12 bank accounts because he knew exactly how much he was going to spend in each category and what bill was tied to what. And again, for some people, that's like, yeah, that makes total sense. But for most, that's like, oh my gosh, that's way too much to keep up with. So keeping a strict budget is good. Don't have that many categories. Maybe have five, six, seven categories. I wouldn't go over 10 because uh, you can you can kind of have that miscellaneous bucket that kind of captures the 
the rest of your monthly budget that doesn't maybe have a category or may pop up out of nowhere, like, you know, kids, whatever, kids travel ball dues, like that mm-hmm. pops up all the time. I'm like, oh man, that's this month. <laughs> <laughs> so th- there's going to be things that happen, but too strict that can get, um, that can get way too much and it can be paralyzing for some people who just don't think that way. Yeah. It just kind of goes against what you would normally think, but it makes a lot of sense why you don't necessarily need to be too, too strict and over restrictive about stuff. So good thing to keep in mind. All right. Um, as someone that's been a Dave Ramsey, smart investor pro Ryan, debt's obviously something that you pay a lot of attention to, right? You want to pay it off, get it taken care of. But the next one on our list here is just paying off debt early we know it's a good thing to get rid of debt, but why might it be a bad thing? So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's never a bad thing to me paying off debt early, especially your, I mean, it's a no-brainer, your high interest stuff, your compounding interest stuff like credit cards, uh, trying to get, get out of debt, student loans, cars, all that stuff. It's, it still needs to be a priority. Um, you know, when it comes to houses, I, I, you, I actually, for the first time since I've been in the business, now again, I haven't been in the business forever. I've been into, what are we now, 20, um, 11 and a half years. I'm like doing the math. I'm like, oh my gosh, 11 and a half years. Uh, so this was not my, my first career. I transitioned into it. Uh, so this is the first time in my career as a financial advisor that you can at least have a conversation about okay, I got this chunk of money and it's just sitting there and I can earn this rate of return on a CD or a treasury or a money market mutual fund. Okay, there, there's, I, I see the financial argument um, or question that is arise. Before, no, when you're getting 0.2%, even though if interest rates are really, really low, it's still, it's a no brainer to pay that stuff off. I would still tell people to pay their debts off early, even mortgages just just to not have that mortgage payment every single month. Of course, you still have your insurance and your taxes that you have to pay, but you know, there, there is, especially now with interest rates being so high, maybe you have an interest rate, which I do. I have a two and a quarter interest rate on my house, which for, I don't think we're going to see that anytime soon. Never say never, but anytime soon, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, my interest rate on the business that I have, as far as the office that I have now, it's seven and a half. Okay, my priorities have changed. I still want to pay this thing off early, but okay, my house is kind of pushed back a little bit. So I want to pay this office off early. But I do have clients that do have a good argument. Hey, I can earn five and a half percent with the money just sitting there and I'm getting, you know, I'm being charged two and a quarter. Now, it's not exactly the same because mortgages or have amortization tables. So the interest is charged a little bit different. But if you're toward the back end and you're paying mostly principal, you have an argument. I would never tell people not to pay off debt. So let me be clear about that. But I see where people are coming from when they're earning actually a little bit of a return and not having to give up that liquidity to pay a debt off. We're talking about some good habits that uh, might actually not completely benefit. You might hold you back a little bit if you go a little bit too far. Like everything, you want to act in moderation, and that even goes to some of these habits as well. Uh, let's continue on, Ryan. And and this is probably the one out of our list that I, I'm like, okay, I, I think I know the answer to this one and why this one can be uh, a little uh, – can damage you potentially down the road. But staying informed by watching and reading financial news, great. Good to be on top of things. But as we know, being too into the news can uh, can maybe lead you astray, right? Yeah, hundred percent. This is this is the one I deal with the most. <laughs> to be 
to be honest. I think this is more on the bad side than there is good. Yes, again, stay informed, know what's going on. And I'm talking about more big picture stuff. Uh, that's the way I say stay informed. But when you start getting into the weeds and you know some of these headlines, like again, I, we didn't phrase this show to be to be clickbait, but we want to spark some interest. Like, huh, what are they talking about there? Well, you know, they'll go to the extreme uh, just to get you to click on something, and, and they're good at it because I'm guilty of it. You know, I go onto my my app and and I look at what the markets have done for the day or the previous day and you look at some of the some of the headlines and you're like oh what what do they mean by that and sometimes there's like no substance to the to the article whatsoever or they lead you down a rabbit hole of believing the sky is falling or it's not mm-hmm. um it, and it's usually the opposite of what the market is, is doing it's usually when the market is plummeting yeah there'll be some like how low is this going to go but you know, they may have some kind of silver lining uh, headline and then vice versa. So it's mind numbing sometimes. I mean, so I, I do have clients that send me articles. What do you think about this? What do you think? I'm okay with that. Totally okay with that. They're just asking my opinion on this and I'll read it and go, okay, yeah, they make some valid points. And, and if it's any kind of prediction type article, I'm like, I, I can't speak to that. I have no clue where, what's going to happen with this or this or interest rates or the stock market or, or taxes down the road. I, I, I don't have any idea. I can give you my opinion and what I think, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to come to fruition. So I, I do think staying informed usually tends to be on the bad side as opposed to the good side because it's it just causes a lot of weird uh, worry excuse me and fear that is usually not necessary is that one of those situations where maybe it's just best to stay informed through your financial advisor or whoever you work with like they let them kind of be the filter for what you need to know and what you don't need to know 100 percent. i mean you got the you know kramers of the world who are spitting off all these like predictions in 2024 especially the beginning of the year all these predictions of 2024 and what's going to happen and so yeah just because media is talking to the masses it has zero to do with what is going through going on with your own personal situation how you're invested what your income plan is so what yeah 100 percent, they're not talking to you they are talking to the masses and that usually is a bad thing yeah i were Got a couple more here to go through, some habits that are good, but, you know, too far might not benefit you. And one of those is is consistently building your emergency fund. It's important, so important to be putting money into this fund so that you can protect yourself in case uh, an emergency does pop up. But, Ryan, why would it be a bad thing to continue putting money into this and, and continue growing it every month? Yeah, with the emergency fund, I still tell people, even though there's some there's some offers out there, online banks – if you can still click a button and get your money instantaneously, I'm okay with that for your emergency fund. You may not get the best, you know, quote unquote yield or return, but if you, I tell people emergencies are for emergencies and they're, they're able to click a button and then boom, that money slide over the same day, basically instantaneously. That's what an emergency is for. Now you can get, like I mentioned before, sitting a ton of money in a checking account that that's, I won't call it irresponsible, but it kind of is, especially with the interest rate environment that we're in now. And even big banks are still offering savings accounts at you know point one, point one five. That that's that's highway robbery, if you ask me. There are better ways to to keep that money that's still liquid, maybe within a day or two. 
Now, obviously, if you do short-term CDs, that's going to be more like a three-month or a six-month liquidity event. You can still access that money. You may pay some interest penalties on that, but you want to have maybe money above and beyond an emergency fund that's at least earning interest. So you don't want an emergency fund uh, too much, too high, because inflation is going to be killing it. So if you can put in a money market mutual fund, earn 5%, earn five and a quarter, obviously those things change constantly depending on what the interest rate environment is going to be. If it goes down, then those things go down. Uh, but just keeping it in a checking account or a savings account earning point nothing is, is, is irresponsible at this stage because interest rates have just shot up so much. And so for depositors, that's going to benefit you. You just need to find a place and an investment that is going to benefit you. All right, one last one here, patience. Good thing normally, right? You want to think through your financial decisions. You want to make sure you have a plan. But Ryan, can patience, being too patient, I guess, uh, be a problem with retirement? So yes. Um, so patience is really good, especially when the, some big life event is happening, whether it's a death in the family um, and you're getting an inheritance or a life insurance death benefit or a divorce, any, any kind of big event, it, it usually pumping the brakes and being patient is, is a good thing. You definitely want to, uh, you definitely want to do that in those situations, but yeah, procrastination, that's where when you need to implement something and do something and it takes weeks and months to do, you, you definitely don't want to do that. But patience, when it comes to big decisions, I do think that is imperative and it's very important, whether it's retirement, again, death in the family, divorce, whatever that may be. You want to take some patience. You want to take a step back. That's where I think we come into play and help people out a lot because we're almost like a sounding board, almost like a therapist, if you will. That happens more often than, than, than people think. Um, that's, that's kind of our job is to do that. So, um, but if something needs to be done and needs to be implemented, then that's where procrastination is, is absolutely not a good thing. All right. So again, some good habits, uh, but they could potentially be holding you back a little bit. So if you have questions about any of this stuff, we'd love to hear from you at Black Oak. AM.com is the website. A lot of great resources on the site there as well. But give Ryan a call if you have questions, 470-508-0508. Again, 470-508-0508. Time now, Ryan, for a little getting to know you question. And I don't think we'll ever find you up for execution. But <laughs> in the event, I don't, I don't know what you would have maybe been in for. Maybe I'll let, that, let you uh, decide that. But what would you request for your last meal? <laughs> yes, please. Uh, I hope this is not a, a thing for me, but uh, I kind of saw this as a, I'm like, oh, that's kind of a fun sort of uh, question to answer. So, uh, I mean, I, I got to have a, a medium rare filet um, is, is a no brainer for me. Mashed potatoes, uh, asparagus. Um, my favorite dessert is red velvet cake. So nice. definitely have, have some of that. And you know, I'm not a I'm not a big drinker, but every once in a while I like to have a glass of a, a nice a nice scotch. So that could uh, that could go along with it as well, and that would uh, that would be a pretty good pretty good last meal for me. That would be pretty solid. So you wouldn't you wouldn't <laughs> pick a a restaurant necessarily. You would just kind of uh, no place. no. I I like restaurants. I'm not like what you call a foodie. So I don't have anything cool to say as far as like some restaurant that's like 
oh wow you guys been there? I, I don't know yeah. not, <laughs> just, I'm just not in that scene uh, so a, a good steak is a good steak and obviously I know there's different levels to that mm-hmm. but um, I've had plenty of good ones and yeah I don't have like a go-to place that I would go to yeah all right very good well let's close out the show then uh, with a little quote from Warren Buffett a good one to finish out this episode price is what you pay and value is what you get yeah, I like this quote. I mean, what I get from that is is kind of a, you know, it's what, what you work hard, it's what you do on the front end, and then the value is what you get afterwards, uh, either from a victory or just self-satisfaction. Um, so I, I like this quote when I saw it because um, you have to pay some price to get some sort of value out of, after it. Now, of course, Warren Buffett, a lot of times he's referencing something to do financially uh, related. Uh, but I kind of took it and, and thought, okay, work hard and this is what you get. And, and so that's where my mindset is because I'm, I'm reading a couple – I've listened, excuse me, to a couple books already. I'm going to give them a plug. Uh, okay. So I went straight to these books that I've listened to. So one's called Never Finished. Um, if you haven't listened or read that by David Goggins, um, just – fantastic unbelievable book um when you think you're working hard you're not (laughs) when you listen to what this guy goes through and what he's done and where he's come from i mean it is um it's humbling uh when you read what he has gone through and 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 what he does Uh, another one i'm actually reading it right now let me pull up my audiobook here is uh endure by cameron haynes so again, once you start listening and reading these types of books, that's all you get is suggestions. So I'm kind of staying in that in that realm. Uh, discipline is destiny. Another one, like my wife looks at me and says, "Oh my God!" Just rolls my rolls her eyes at me when she sees the books <laughs> that I listen to and read. But anyway, my mind went straight there when it talked about the price you pay, the value you get. Again, probably more money related with Warren Buffett and the show. But for me. Kind of what what interests me is is things like that and what people go through and discipline and what it produces and and challenging yourself and getting better, challenging yourself and getting better every day. And he talked about you know the Tom Brady's of the world who win multiple multiple Super Bowls. It's not to win a Super Bowl. That's not his goal. His goal is to get better at something. Get better every. As soon as he wins a Super Bowl, okay, what can I get better at? Um, and, and that's what should drive you because if it's just a Super Bowl, and I remember. Um, Brett Favre, that was his goal, was to win a Super Bowl. And as soon as he did, he was like, this is it. This is what I've worked for. Now I've done it. Now what? So if that's what you make your end goal, it's not going to be fulfilling. But if you continue to get better, that's what continues to challenge you uh, every single day. Anyway, kind of went down a rabbit hole there, but just wanted to plug those books. So if anybody's interested, a big reader or big listener, then uh, I would definitely check those books out. All right, very good. Great way to end the show. Thanks for listening to Perfect Game Retirement. Again, log on blackoakam.com. Schedule your retirement coach 360 session now or give Ryan a call if you have questions want to talk to him directly. It's 470-508-0508. Ryan, appreciate the time as always. Have a good week and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledner, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC, Black Oak Asset Management, and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.